Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Mara. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. You are okay. Thank you for joining me this morning. It's been quite a while since I've been here. Every uh, week I get the reminder that the show is coming up, and every week I have thought of some sort of work activity that took precedence over this time with all of you. If there's one of you out there, then you're meant to be there, and I thank you for joining me. If there are none of you out there, then perhaps you will listen someday on the remote uh, access that you can get to the program through the computer, and you are meant to hear what is said today. Today's topic is a big one. I looked at it, and I thought about it, and I wondered, can we get this done in just one Sunday, in one hour. But let's give it a try, see where we get to. Um, And the topic is love, not violence, is the way. I invite you to sit back in a comfortable spot, to breathe deeply, and I'll lead you through some breathing in a moment, to light a stick of incense if you have that, to put something around you that enhances the aroma of the place where you are so that you turn that place into a holy place. And I invite you to create that spot always in the same place so that whenever you go to it, you will remember all that you've experienced there. You will come and be encompassed embraced by the love that was left there the last time you were there. I have a beautiful uh, porcelain kind of cabinet that I started using in that regard back when I lived in Santa Fe. And when I opened that cabinet up, it is so beautiful, clear, white energy comes flowing out to me. And what we are going to do is we're going to meditate a few minutes just on the love within us, just on our ability to show love, something that many people are afraid of. I've actually seen in the recent past, I've seen people who are afraid to like someone because if they like someone, then the person who's in power will not like them. What a society we have created. I I felt that the idea that, uh, and when I wrote this, I wrote this in combination with the Divine One, with all that is, with the Great Spirit. And as I looked at this today, I thought, how could I have passed on doing this program for so long? When heroes act like villains, it's up to each of us to make a difference. Enough people, one by one, can change the mem of violence that is taking over our world in the name of religion, in the name of God, in the name of their being better than everyone else. My friends, let me share with you one absolute truth. It is perhaps the hardest truth for others to accept and the hardest truth for each of us to live. And that is that none of us are better than others. We are all equal beings in the sight of God. 
To me, there is no better example of that than the story of the vase that I learned uh, long ago from a Jewish master. When you, if you can envision God before all of our planet was created, before any planets were created, as simply existing in a sterile environment of good. Everything was good, but it was a little boring because you didn't get to strive for good. You didn't get to remember who you are. You didn't get to try because you had nothing to compare it to. You knew only good. And so God treated himself as though he was a vase. And he broke himself into billions of pieces and spread those throughout the universe. And then to make the life of each piece of the vase meaningful, he took away their memory of who they were. My friends, that's the story of the Kabbalah. And then they began a journey through time, a journey through places, a journey through space, to be reminded and to remember the great I am. So each one of us have a power to work individually to change things. If we become aware and alert ourselves to how we're acting, and sometimes we forget. I wrote a book with the assistance of God, and and I was just the scribe. I will say that to you, absolutely. Uh, And I can tell you how I know I was the scribe. Because one day... When I was moving from uh, Sacramento down to Whittier, California, I I decided, oh my gosh, this book is just taking forever. It is so slow, and it's so simple. It's just 26 passages, A through Z. I can do this. And I wrote the rest of the book. And I truly believe that I pressed save. My computer was loaded onto a truck, and everything was moved to a new place. And when I opened up the computer, I found a book at exactly the place it had been left. When I ended my collaboration with God and rushed headstrong into finishing the book myself. As I was getting nervous about today's program, I've laid out multiple things to read. Uh, And one, because there's security in reading. Remember, Bob, we used to always just, we would start off with readings. And today we're kind of doing that too. And there's a passage uh, that I'm going to read today, and it's for the letter J. The simple statement is, jungles become overgrown with foliage which dies without the light. The writing is, humans allow past mistakes to create a wall of fear which blocks the light. Light is essential to survival of all things. All things are divine. 
The Divine One created you with the expectation that you would remember your Creator and reminded you by telling you His name, the Great I Am. Now let us together say that. And I will lead us into a meditation which we will do to Annihil's Be Still Thy Soul. Say the name of God, believe it, and act it. It is huge. If you could, once again, now that you're in your comfortable place, if you have incense burning, that's great. I have a wonderful new prayer bowl that I would love to play, but I'm thinking Bob may be listening, and if he isn't listening now, he will be. And I know it sounds like screeching to him, but this one is a beautiful one. And so as you begin to breathe for me, I just want you to hear a little bit of the prayer bowl. In a comfortable position, I want you today to act as though your nose is in your feet. And the reason I encourage you to do that is because then you will have long breaths. Your breaths will be longer than anyone can imagine. I go to places where they encourage me to breathe deeply, and I'm always amazed that they can have three breaths done in the time it takes me to complete one. And for them, that is breathing deeply, and I am not discouraging that because any breathing is important. And if it feels deeply to you, then hallelujah. But today we're going to practice a way, a technique of breathing deeply that will elongate your breath. And what you do is you pull your breath as though it's in the soles of your feet. And you pull that breath up the front of your calves. And you don't worry about whether it's one breath only, but you sip in as though you were singing. Imagine the great singers. They never look like they're breathing, but they are. Pulling in little sips of breath as you move up your calves, up your thighs, you cross your buttocks, and you now come to your base chakra. In your base chakra, that is where you carry the fear. That is where the anger is. And you're going to send that back into the earth from which it came as you continue to breathe. You are going to let go of fear, and you are going to see your inner divinity. Now pulling that fearless breath up, we're going to come to the sacral chakra. And that is the zone of creativity. And you are going to open yourself up to all of the creativity that is within you. Not just, not just your 
ability to have babies, but your ability to come up with ideas that will move the world. The place where you hold your intuition. The place where you open yourself up to your intuition. And you allow yourself to be full of love and of light. Sit there a moment and allow your fearless and creative breath to merge together. Feel the joy of that and know that you are enough. As you begin to pull the next breath up and you come to the zone of healing, it is the area between your stomach, basically, excuse me, between your rib cage and your sacral chakra. And in that zone, you can heal yourself, you can heal others. Is your personal power, your self will, your ability to change things? Feel the energy there of healing and merge that energy with excuse me <clears throat> I apologize I'm having just a little breathing issue here in my great climate allow that to merge with the fearless creative healing energy now breathing in breathing in now once again just sipping now we're going to sip our breath up and we're come, going to come to the heart, the zone of love. How many of you have been told over and over, perhaps not over and over, but have been told your heart chakra is broken? Let's fix that right now. By pulling in fearless, creative, loving breath and feel the wonder the wonder of your heart opening up. And as you do that, as you bring in the heart chakra, what I would like you to do, just so there's a pillar of love coming through your chest, as you free yourself to love, embrace the fearless, creative, healing, loving breath that is cleansing your body, that is taking you to a clear home. And now we move up with fearless, creative, healing, loving breath to the throat chakra. Oh, I believe that 99.9% of every war began as a result of the throat or voice chakra. Words that are said never die. And so you are going to infuse your throat chakra at this moment with fearless, creative, loving energy. And now I invite you to forgive yourself for words that you have spoken that have not been full of the love that you know you are. 
And for a moment, I invite you to pause there. As your throat chakra fills up with fearless, creative, healing, loving breath. And to envision those that you have harmed with your words. And as you envision them, hug them one by one and say, I love you. And allow that line of people to be interspersed with those who have harmed you with their words. Forgive them. And now taking this fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving breath, let us go to the third eye. And in the third eye, between your eyes, I want you to manifest the you that you can be if you are true to your nature, if you are true to your love, if you are true to kindness, and infuse that image with fearless, creative, loving, excuse me, healing, loving, forgiving breath. And now take your breath finally, ending this breath, this fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting breath up to the crown chakra and lift your hand up and allow your breath to join the breath of God. Allow your breath as though it's going through a piper tubing to become one with all that is. And feel the magnificent joy of God as you understand and call God to embrace you. Feel the joy of that embrace. And now I invite you to reach out your dominant hand and take the hand of God as you understand God to be. Continuing to breathe in. And as you breathe out, and I invite you to breathe out, breathe out, I am enough. Because at its core, that is what stops us from loving, is that we worry about whether others will be approving of our behavior. How will they react? And we forget to be true to our inner divinity, our love. And then if you would please reach out your non-dominant hand and take the hand of the listener beside you and invite all of those people mentally to join a circle of love, to slip into our circle with their concept of God. And even if they have no concept of God, to slip into our circle because When you join this circle, it takes on an energy, a vibrance that denies, that belies disbelief. And now let us, breathing together as one unit, begin breathing to change the men of violence on this planet. 
and to realize that that change can occur with each of us as we listen to Anil's Be Still Thy Soul. On a mountain in a valley, I behold only God. In hardship, I see him by my side. In ease and well-being, I behold only God. Like a candle, I melt it. Against the sparks of the flame, I behold only God. As you breathe in, please breathe in. I am loved. And as you breathe out, please breathe out to the mantra, I am enough. Annihilus, be still thy soul.
Make me one source of light. It would be wonderful if we all would recognize the light within us. If we would all remember that we are part of a vase. If we would all remember that it is kindness and love and caring that brings joy and brings that laughing out loud, throwing your head back kind of feeling that embraces others for who they are. Don't remember. Perhaps those who are listening here today do, or perhaps those who will come will be reminded. But for the most part, we do not remember. And I think the quote by John Steinbeck uh, that uh, the Divine One led me to include in the description of this program maybe says it all. It has always seemed strange to me. The things we admire in men Kindness and generosity, openness, honesty, understanding, and feeling are the concomitants, excuse me, of failure in our system. And these traits we detest, sharpness, greed, acquisitiveness, meanness, egoism, and self-interest are the traits of success. And while men admire the quality of the first, they love the produce of the second. We have come in our society, not just here, but around the world, to believe that kindness is weak, that it's easy, that anyone can be kind. But it takes a real man or a real woman to stand up and be strong and fight and hurt and say things that cut into the soul and the fiber of those around them. We have come in our society to value things and having the most things and certainly looking around me, I am guilty of that also. And feeling as though there is not enough and forgetting that there is always enough. We have made it to this point, so clearly there was enough. And because we are afraid that there is not enough, we look to place ourselves above others as more deserving as having a right to have more than others. quote that was shared with me once involved what I do with my money and what the person I give does with theirs. And I went to uh, Italy with a group of Catholics. It was a beautiful experience. I'm not Catholic. And they were so tolerant of me as I sat there meditating in the midst of some of the most beautiful shrines in the world created as the Catholic Church, which means universe, was developing into the entity that it would become and then that it would lose and that maybe it is becoming again. But then don't we all become and lose sight of and become again? Is that not part of the journey? To face that which we are not and recognize we are not that? 
So I am sitting in these areas, and we come to the the temple in Florence, Florenza, and it has this giant, giant, almost parking lot size um, courtyard. And I'm looking at that, and I'm in awe of it. And a woman comes up to me, and she says, I, I need money for my family. And as I'm beginning to pull out a euro or two, I suddenly was surrounded by all of these caring, gentle Catholic women. And the priest comes marching toward me. And everyone is saying, no, no, no. And I thought, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I felt like I was doing a mortal sin. And they said to me, Father says that there is a, this is a gypsy woman. And there is a man in a Mercedes four streets away. And she will go and give this money to him. And I thought, my gosh, this is reminiscent of all of my friends. And I respect you if you're one of these who says, I won't give you a dollar, but I will give you a hamburger. I don't know if that person isn't going to take the dollar and go to the Salvation Army and buy a suit of clothes, a tie, and a shirt and go out and and get a job. I don't know how that person is going to spend that money. But I looked at this group in the courtyard, a church in Italy, where a priest was imploring me not to share. And I said what I had been taught as a child. It is between me and God what I do with my money and them and God what they do with theirs. I pause in that moment because how many times do we put strings or conditions on our kindness? How many times do we share with someone because we expect them to become someone that we want them to be rather than to encourage them to go on their journey and go through all of the steps to be that beautiful, defined soul that they ultimately will be? How many times do we condition our kindness on getting a return on getting things to be the way we want them to be. I am here to say to you today that although I may be a messenger, so are you. I am no more than you. But then the converse, and if you recall in the beginning, I said this is difficult for people to accept. You are no more than me. And for me not to share what I have with someone else, if I am part of a vase, if I am part of a divine entity, then that is like my deciding that there is some part of my body I am willing to let go of 
because it is not worthy. And I can say to you right now, I am blessed to have two little fingers and I don't want to give either one of them up. I don't want to give up my pinky toes. I don't want to sacrifice any part of the body. And it crushes me as I become the teacher and try to guide someone away from behavior that is destructive of that person, is destructive of a part of the system, I can recognize what is behavior that will cause mankind to flourish and what is behavior that traps us in an asphalt lake of pain and suffering that does not treat others as equal, that is judgmental, that is I am better than you thinking. I may think differently than you, but my difference does not make you wrong unless the way you think and the way you act is to harm others. And I will stand up for that. I will stand up and say, no, do not harm children. Do not harm women simply because we are women. Do not judge others as being less than. And then how do we reconcile all of this? Because we are living in a world of extreme judgment where young men and women are being recruited to follow patterns of actions that have held us in tribalism on this planet for thousands of years. Tribalism? Absolutely. People believing that you have to believe our way in order for God to love you. Folks, God loves us all. He loves us when we are strong. He loves us when we are kind. And he loves us when we are less than kind. And he has provided us an opportunity to grow each day into the image of the being that God is by reminding us once again of his name. Please, let us say it together. I am. The great I am. The Dalai Lama says, my religion is very simple. My religion is kindness. That is my religion also. I may not always succeed at it, but the glory of life, if there are so many reminders up to us that we don't have to be who we were yesterday. Yesterday is immutable. Today is fresh and new and exciting, an opportunity to be kind, to be love, to grow in the light, to stand up for kindness. I believe that we will do more 
for kindness, by encouraging others to be kind, by meditating for kindness, by praying for kindness, by believing that we are all equal. It is very difficult in a world to say to someone, you are not better than us when we are treating them as though they are less than us. Historically, we know that that does not work. Brought on Hitler and World War II, the belief that we told the Germans that they were less than human and they determined to show us that was not true. And then they went after those who had acquired the most to show them that they were less than. And then when they were moving through the ranks and they were moving their belief that they were superior into areas where people were accepting of it even though they denounced it. Then they began looking for others who were not part of the social norm. Are we really any different? If we say to those who are Islamic, you're not as good as those who believe in Christ, are we not then setting up this standard, the foundation, the beginning of violence? And can we not begin to change that by treating others and all as equal? I do not have to be more than you. You do not have to be more than me. There is no magic thought that I have that makes me superior. There is nothing. I am responsible for one being, and maybe some younger ones out there. Uh, I am responsible for one being, and that is me. When I exit a store, if I don't say peace be with you, then that is me. If I enter a store and I cause someone, and I love this, I learned this from the rabbi, and I thought that being Jewish would help me feel more like I was part of this world. And one of the cash routes was, you don't go into a store that you can't afford to buy something in and act as though you can. Because what you are doing is you are stealing from the store owner. You are building within them an expectation, an emotional expectation that you will purchase that which you cannot afford to purchase. And you know what I love about that, Kajrut? It's as though just this moment I had had like a moment of clarity. It's talking about the fundamental nature of beings and that is feelings. It is caring about the feelings of someone else. That person's sense and value of themselves. How often do we do that in our day-to-day lives? How often do we work to deliver the message with kindness that we are delivering as part of our jobs? How often do we embrace others even when they disagree with us because they have a right to travel their journey themselves unless they are harming others. But then, my friends, how often in a grocery store do we walk by 
when we see a parent literally abusing a child and do nothing and do nothing my that is a life lesson that i have learned my oldest daughter would always do something she would stand there she would look she would not move she would watch and on occasion she would speak out And that was a supreme act of kindness on her part, I realized today, because she was vulnerable to ridicule. And she is a person who wants to please others so much that she subliminates herself. But not in that instance. Violence. We are surrounded with violence to go to court now because I'm one deputy down and do child protective service cases and I am overwhelmed. My eyes well up with tears. But there are laws and those laws are not kill the person. It's teach the person. And teaching the person, in my opinion, arises in large part by being a role model. Do you know that that meditation that we did, if we ignore my teaching you the breathing aspect, which most of you did not need, but if if one person did, we needed to do it. But if we ignore that part, be still thy soul is only three minutes and 40 seconds. How many of you do not allow yourself time every day to spend three minutes and 40 seconds with your breath joined with God's. So being kind is not just being kind to others, but it's being kind to ourselves. And by being kind to ourselves, by asking the magic question from the Neil Donald Walsh uh, conversation with God cards, what would love do now? What would love do now before we act out? By seeing more in a person than they are showing us. By opening our hearts and trying to see that glimmer of light. And instead of extinguishing the light, working to make it shine. We heard it, some of us, in Bible school. Starts with us. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Are you doing that? Are we polishing up our lights? Or are we so busy judging others and their behaviors that we forget about living a life of kindness. Buddha says kindness should become the natural way of life, not the exception. Buddha, how long ago was that? My friends, 
that is an immense statement at the natural way of life. The Dalai Lama says that if our true natural instinct was violence and war, then, yes, then, we would have destroyed ourselves a long time ago. And we have not. We still exist. We exist because we are on a journey to remember who we are. We are on a journey of love. We are on a journey of loving ourselves and not needing to be more than others in order to love ourselves. We do not have to have more money in the bank. We do not have to cause someone to feel that they are less than they are. We do not have to react with anger We do not have to use our words to harm. I saw the most beautiful little plaque when I was visiting my oldest daughter in uh, Wisconsin. I bought it, actually. It says, you don't have to attend every argument you're invited to. Isn't that nice? Because let me tell you, it's during those arguments that your throat chakra gets going and that you say those things that you can never take back. And more importantly, you say those things not having any idea how someone else is going to perceive them. Have you ever noticed that sometimes you'll say something and the way the person responds back, you're thinking, whoa, am I speaking English? Because they did not hear what you said. And the reason they did not hear what you said is because their perceptions, their ears are grounded, literally grounded in their life experiences. And so if you talk to someone and that person is talking to you in a very defensive way, you can be pretty certain that they have not known love. So I don't suggest that you make that person your best friend, but I do suggest that you treat that person with kindness. That you use your words cautiously. That you make kindness the natural way of your life. That you do not react back in such a way that you gut them because you can. But instead you react back in such a way that you let them know you hear them, that you understand their value, that you don't see yourself as more than them, but you may disagree with them. There's nothing wrong with disagreement. That's part of the journey, working our way through disagreements. But violence is imbued in society these days. It's all over the television set. It's in the music. It's in the actions of those that we treat as heroes. Football people, players. Football players are killing people. One question is, why would you ever think you need to do that? My gosh, 
one time I read this article that said that the more money you have, the happier you are. If you're happy, then what are you killing someone for? What are you beating someone up for? Why do you why do you want to practice a religion that allows you to brutalize some others? Because it makes the man more and the woman less. And because by making the man more, then he's more in the eyes of God. No one has modeled that we're all okay in the eyes of God. We spend so much time trying to be more, to be better, that we lose sight that it's okay to be enough, that it's okay to be acceptable, that it's okay. It's okay. Everybody doesn't have to get A's. But everybody has to be treated the same. With love, with kindness, respect. When we condition our love on how they're going to spend the money or where they're going to take the money, then we are denying ourselves the opportunity to be all each and every one of us can be. I have talked a long time today and I, I realize that. And I, Micah, I did not invite anybody to call in. Um, I will be back and, and do some more. And the next time I come back, I will invite comment. But this topic was so full. This topic about it's okay to be equal. Not the same, just equal. It's okay to destroy, excuse me, it's okay to disagree without destroying. It is okay to destroy the men that some are better than others. It is okay to destroy the men that might is right. It is okay to recognize that greed is not going to lead you to a kind life. We are all enough. I'm going to take a moment, and I'm looking at my music here. We have seven minutes and 25 seconds left. That's an awful long time to ask anyone to go through a guided meditation. But I'm going to try first light here, and I'm going to guide us today through a meditation, hopefully igniting in each of us the light for today and inspiring each of us, including myself, to be light tomorrow. And I'm going to use First Light as a vehicle to do that. Hopefully, um, my voice will come above the um, music and you'll be able to hear me as I invite you 
to get into a comfortable position. And I invite you to breathe with me, breathing in. Up the front of your calves, up the front of your thighs, across your buttocks, and now fearless, creative, healing, powerful, loving, caring, forgiving, nurturing, manifesting, divinely inspired breath, and breathing out, I am enough. As you do this, I invited you long ago to take the hand of God as you know God to be. And if you have let God's hands go, I invite you to take it again. And I will remind you that God is there with you always. In your high moments and your low moments. Holding hands with your God. Reach out and take the hand of the God of your neighbor. And together, let us feel and do a wave going first to the right. As your neighbor's God, or as my neighbor's God, because that's not my dominant hand, begins to send his energy pulsating around the circle in which we are in. And the whole while, we are breathing and we are feeling the uplifting energy as we go to the right. And now let us go to the left. And all the gods on the right, the energy is going to pulsate through each person. As our circle becomes a pulsating circle of light and love. Feel the energy flowing between each being. God, human. God, human. Now go to the left. God, human. God, human. Feel your shoulders begin to electrify as the soul light within you begins to sparkle. Breathing in, I am loved. Breathing out, I am in. Feel this circle growing around our planet, touching every crevice of the earth, places that are inhabited and places that are not. And in each feel, the vibrancy of the light as we move now to the left, filling every part of the earth with love as we together remind and raise our consciousness we go to the left to the right that we are enough just as we are no more no less we are enough and now sitting here in the presence of all that is Breathing together. Thrust back 
your shoulders. Close your heart and know that you are enough just as you are. No more than anyone else, no less. And you are kindness. Lao says, kindness in words creates confidence. Kindness in thinking creates profoundness. Kindness in giving creates love. Breathing in, I am loved. Breathing out, I am enough. We are going to go off the air in a few moments. I invite you to stay in this posture. And I invite you to know and believe that you are loved. You are never alone by whatever name you give to him or her. It's with you always. That is the lesson of the book of Job. We are never alone. We are loved. I thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to our next time together, which will be two weeks from today. Namaste. Peace be with you until then.